And we are live. This is Katie Hunter and Aaron Crosby for MMA UK. And we are here with the champ, Jordan Vitelli. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jordan, <laughs> you are the Cage Warriors featherweight champion. <laughs> How does it feel? That's, it feels good. It feels good. Uh, a long time coming and a lot of hard work. So to finally get it, I ain't letting no one take it away from me, no matter what they say. So, so it feels good. We've got so much to talk about this weekend, but first of all, I want to talk to you about the fight and how you were kind of scoring it as it was going along. Yeah. How, what did you think the judges were going to say when, or not the judges, what did you think that Huel was going to say when he read out the result? Oh, did you not see my face? I was so one-track minded. I, I honestly thought on the night that I absolutely dominated him. I thought I destroyed him. Um, I was just so in the moment and I was so... Uh, tunnel vision that I was going to win that I, I didn't even think about what he was going to say I was I was almost crying when I jumped up on the on the cage I, I knew I won I literally said to JB let me just let me let me get the decision before anything happens but um, I was so one track minded I, I knew I'd won and um, watching it back now it's a lot closer than I thought it was but I still won it like definitely won it so um yeah, I was just happy to, to get in there and finally achieve something. And, and it's only the start. That's not the end goal, nowhere near. It was an amazing trilogy and you were the headline of the whole thing. And I think that fight, you know, just perfectly encapsulated the whole kind of excitement of the trilogy. And I was just absolutely delighted for you and to see how much it meant to you. Yeah. It's good, it's good, it's good. Aaron, how did you feel when it went to the judges' scorecards? Were you as confident as Jordan was? I was stressed, I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> I was confident he won. The first two rounds, I thought he was really dominant and looked probably the best he's looked in there, to be honest. Yeah. Jordan, I think that's the best you've said. Um, you want to show your stand-up game, throwing your, throwing your hands. I think you've done that in that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I kept saying to all my coaches before, I said, I'm going to imagine like I'm in the gym sparring. So when I got in there, I imagined I was in my gym. I imagined I was in the cage in the gym. And um, my coach, Danny, said to me just before I went out, he said, just imagine we're in the gym and this guy's coming to, to spar with you. He's coming to test how good you are. Imagine what you do to him in the gym. And that's exactly what I went out. I just went out and in the gym, we probably would have only had one round together. And that first round, I schooled him. Yeah, um, you did, that's, yeah. that's That first round was, was beautiful. Was did the, the fight oh, yeah, go the way you thought? Wait. The fight went, especially the first round, I never would have expected it to have been that comfortable to... Mm. It was almost just like target practice for me in that first round. And um, if I have to do it again, I'm going to make five rounds of target practice. <laughs> so, so, Jordan, you've touched on that there. Um, obviously, <laughs> nobody's letting you enjoy the champion status for one minute before asking who you're fighting next. Um, you you said the Paul Hughes rematch is higher up on the list for you. How much of a say do you get in that? None. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make my thoughts clear because at the end of the day, listen, I'm, a, I'm an honest man. And at the end of the day, I imagined myself in Paul Hughes' shoes. And I thought if it was me where Paul Hughes is and him where I am, and if I didn't get the rematch, I know how how much it would affect me and how much that would just be such a, a kick kick in the teeth so 
I just thought I wanted to get my point across. And look, let's be real. Paul Hughes is the harder fight for me. So if anything, people probably think I'm stupid for calling for that shot. But I believe he was the deserving one. But I have no say in what happens. I just wanted, not so much Paul, just for everybody to know that that, that was my thoughts on it. That I believe he was the guy that should have got the shot. He's the harder fight. So for me, as a champion, it's not even the smarter option. But I wanted to just be true to um, true to myself. And and uh, I just wanted them to, to know that's what I thought. If, if Hughes gets the, the shot, fair play to him. If he doesn't get the shot, then all I can say is... You know, he'll get it eventually. But if it was down to me and I got to pick who got the shot, it would have been who's got the shot. Taking nothing yeah. away from he's a great champion. But um, like I said before to people when they said how good Sharia was, I told everybody I said, I'm just, um, I, I believe I'm, I'm a world beater and, I, and I be, I, I'm just tunnel vision and, and I know I'm destined for so much more. So it's nothing against them. Do you know what I find funny when people put in the comments um, that you're you're scared of someone or like don't don't want to fight someone? You've fought them both already. Whoever you fight next will be a rematch if it's one of those two. Name someone in Cage Warriors that's had a tougher title run than me. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Name someone. <laughs> Name someone that's had a tough. Even Steve Amable, the guy gets overlooked. That guy's solid. That guy's like crazy. A hundred percent. People are like, oh, it's embarrassing. You've won three fights by split decision. You're embarrassing, mate. Think in my head. Listen, that shows you the level of the guys I'm fighting and the level I am. And, and I'd like to see any of get in and jump in and take three. I've, I've went, I've not just had a round with these. I've had three rounds with two of them and five rounds with one of them. So for anybody to say I'm scared of taking a punch running for that, I've took wax off the biggest punches in the thing. And have you ever seen me once get wobbled? No. Well, I did want to bring up that you told me in our last interview, you didn't want to be the split decisionator anymore, <laughs> but it is working out well for you, Jordan. <laughs> uh, just change my name to that. I'll get my tattoo covered up and I'll get the split decisionator on me <laughs> If it's working, keep going. We've, we've got a comment coming from Dan Edwards. He said, Congrats, children. You seem to be a stand-up guy, but I'd also like to see the money fight with Paddy the Baddy. I can't lie. Now, this was something that Edith brought up um, in in your chat with her, and, and she kind of sprung it on us because Paddy had been saying he's dead set on leaving to go to the UFC. What What do you think yeah. of that comment? I like Paddy. Me and him had banter. He messaged me before when he was fighting Donovan Desme to come down and... Um, get some rounds in with him getting him ready for it uh but me and him have banter he told me on the i hadn't obviously heard this and he told me on the bus on the way back that edith said something about him fighting me and and i said listen put me on twitter I said get me some more followers call me a call me a, a cunt on twitter and get me some <laughs> followers and we just had a laugh about it so i think he's he's gonna move on um he's gonna go off to the ufc i mean it's been a long time coming for him and he's back from injury so but whatever, like I said before, I'm the champion and whoever they put in front of me is who I have to fight. So whether it's him or bloody John Doe, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I think it's good in a way that it's taken out of your hands. You've made your feelings on it clear who who you're happy to fight, who you'd like to fight next. And then but you're also going to take whatever fight they give you. Yeah. Jordan, well, did you feel so more comfortable? Just, um, did you feel more comfortable against Chariot? What's that, sorry? 
did you feel more comfortable against Charlie than you did with um, Paul Hughes? Like, like I said, do you know what the thing with? I think it's not that Paul Hughes got on my head, but Paul Hughes made me want to really beat him. So I didn't yeah. get to perform my uh, absolute best against him. But um, me and him have had banter. I mean, I, I, I went up to him after his last, after that fight on the weekend, just after my weigh-in, and I'm looking like a little crackhead, all skinny. And I said to him, I said, well done, mate, you look good. And, and he like winked and said, you're looking good as well, champ. And sort of we fist bumped and uh, and then obviously like the comments he said, he said, good, I'm going to pretend to hate you now for another three months and stuff like that. So he's actually a nice guy and he's just doing what he's got to do to get himself to the top. And um, I ain't got to play the bad guy or anything like that. Uh, I, I just, I've got to keep grafting and doing the work and I know I'm going to get there from doing that as, as you've seen. So with him, sure. I'm going to imagine it with all of them now. I'm going to imagine I'm sparring all of them and that, I think I'm going to perform the best if I do that. Yeah. Going back to what you said earlier about the first, the first round and the second, did it surprise you? Is that not not easy? But it went your way so well. I come back to the corner, and the first thing I said was, I said, I told you, I told like, I told you, I'm going to be the world champion. I told you, um, and like, even it might have looked. You can obviously see it on the video, watching it back. But I walked away from my corner team after the first round. JB put my drink in my hand. And I was so emotionally in the moment, I just walked away from them. I wasn't listening to them. I walked away from drinking my water. And that wasn't to be disrespectful to them, but I was just feeling it so much that I, I didn't want to stop the moving. I felt sharp. I felt switched on. And in my MMA rounds in the gym, I walk around the gym in between, waiting for the next guy to jump in and do the next round with me. So um, maybe I felt too... I was almost walking over to Charrier's corner. I mean, I could have probably <laughs> went over and given him some corner advice. I was feeling that good. <laughs> you don't want to be giving him advice. Yeah, listen, I'm fainting the low kick and I'm going to throw the right hand. <laughs> just just briefly going back to Paul Hughes, did you watch his fight against Hendon? Yeah, of course I did. I was sitting in the hotel room watching it and I said to um, my coach straight away, it just says it just shows you, doesn't it? The guy is world class because Hendon's a horrible fight, and I think Paul dealt with him easy. And it, it just makes me think as well to myself, it just shows the level I'm at. Um, because guys like that, I look at them and think, wow, and then I beat them guys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's a crazy thing. And what about um, Tobias Harilla, who um, defeated Aiden Stephen? That was his first uh, fight in Cage Warriors. Did you see that one? Yes, I did. Yeah, I watched that one. I didn't. Well, that was on the same night as me, so I only got to see the finish. But I've, I've since been back and watched this creepy walkout and all that. And um, again, just another top world-class guy. But like I said on my post, I'll have a game plan and I'll train my arse off. And if push comes to shove and I've got to fight them guys, you best believe that I'll have a game plan and I'll make, I'll make them look average. I'll make them look ordinary. I just think it, it must be an incredible feeling to know that. The featherweight division's that stacked, and you're the champion. And I'm the top, but don't, I'm not. Um, I'm not the lion resting at the top of the hill. Let me tell you that. I'm. Uh, I was in the gym yesterday, and people were trying to tell me to go on, go home. I'm like, ah, can't, let me just do a little bit of technique. I'm sitting watching the class, and I want to get back in. And um, that's just how I always am going to be. I'm always just trying to to be the best version of me I can be. It's as simple as that. It's not a chore for me. I know it's my job, but it's not um, something that 
I have to get motivated to do it. I wake up motivated to do it and I go to sleep motivated to do it. So I was in the gym yesterday trying to do the class. I mean, I would have sparred if I didn't have a sore finger. <laughs> I put my finger in that fight. I'd have been sparring if I hadn't. Oh, no, definitely take a couple of days off. Yeah. But like, even that, I've dieted for 12 weeks. I've had two days worth of food now and I can't, I'm sick of it. I've woke up yesterday and today and ate, and ate healthy. I just, um, I just want to, I, I genuinely just want to be like one of the best to ever do the sport. And um, who's, to, who's to say that, that I can't do that other than myself? I love that attitude. I really do. I think you've got to stay hungry to keep on achieving. And, yeah. you know, that's that's a champion's mindset. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, I've got the, the coaches, the team around me I've got are just unreal and, and, and not even... And I don't even mean that skill set wise, because maybe there is coaches that, that could help me, um, that could get me to a high level, blah, blah, blah. But the coaches that I've got around me, I've got 100% trust in them and they're genuinely happy for me. And that's why I keep the people around me that I keep around me. And if they want me to improve just as much as I want to, then we've got a recipe for success. And obviously you're seeing that. I'm from a little, a little town. Um, um, I'm from a gym that's not really that well known and look I'm the I'm the champion of the world so crazy a hundred percent well I hate people that don't let you enjoy the moment before asking what's next but I, <laughs> I do need to know how long you plan to stick around in cage warriors like how many times you want to defend the belt what your kind of roadmap is I've just got to see what happens. I've just got to play it by ear. I've got a lot of thinking to do and I've got a lot of improving to do. I've just got to, I've just got to see what comes, see what options come my way. And it, and it, and it is just as simple as that. If I get, if I get the call and it's the right call, then I'll go. If, if, if I've got to hang around, I've got to hang around it. I've just got to see what happens. I'm not going to put anything set in stone and I'm not going to jinx myself with anything. I'm just looking forward to getting into the gym and getting to be an even better fighter. To come back and for people to say, you know, that that I'm I'm looking to make my my first round against Sharia to be one of my worst rounds. Do you, do you understand? Like that's how I want it to be. I want that to me. I want me to look back and go, fucking hell! I used to think I was good back then. Look how shit I was. That's how I want it to be. Going back to what Katie said earlier, is it is it bothering you, Jordan, about the going to the judges the past three? Is it bothering you actually inside? I, I, no, at the end of the day, as long as I get the win, I wouldn't care. I yeah. Wouldn't, I, I, yeah. I wouldn't care because as long at the end of the day, all the hard, it just shows the level of the guys I'm fighting because I'm putting in horrible graft. If you see some of the little clips of the strength and conditioning, the pad rounds, and before this fight, I had a, a session with my um, striking coach, JB, and I'd, I'd been sparring in the morning. When I got to the gym at night, he told me, you're going to do this, you're going to do these hard pads, you're going to spar, you're going to clinch. And I, my body and my, my head said, I just wanted to literally turn around to him and go, fuck you, I'm going home. <laughs> like, I genuinely, like, I was nearly bothering him when he was telling me what I was going to do. And, and it, I remember just thinking to myself, no, just do it, even though you hate him, in my head. And, I, and, and you can even ask him, I mean, I told Jetson George and uh, Tom Lancaster, who helped me do it, I told them, I called them both CUNTs and told them both to fuck off while we were sparring. And I'm saying, come on, and come on, getting them angry in the thing. Like, I just know that I've got to... Uh, I just know that I've got to bite down sometimes and just get on with it. Even when I don't want to do it, I've got to do it. And that is what helps me get to where I've got to. So um, I'm not afraid uh, of hard work and I'm not I'm not scared of losing. And that's one of the main things. Um, 
losing comes with the territory, so I don't think I'm ever scared to lose. As long as I go in there and give my all, that's all I can do, innit? Does it not feel like there is more to lose now that you're champion? Um, no, because at the end of the day, to me, I'm just still on the way up and still on the rise up. Being a champion wasn't the end goal for me, so... Hit a patch of bad signal there. Yeah. It's going to be some words of absolute wisdom that we're missing. Yeah. <laughs> I Main think part. we might have lost him completely. Well, let's. Uh... I'll see if he joins back. Yeah. Oh, reconnecting. See if we can yeah, add him back. back in. The, those are going to be his greatest pearls of wisdom that, that we've just missed, missed there. <laughs> Stoneboy said she's glad to see him doing an interview with some clothes on this time. I didn't even remember that Jordan was one of the topless ones. <laughs> I have had a few. Uh, congrats on a great performance and on the title. Let's leave that up for when Jordan rejoins us. Hopefully he will rejoin us. Um, we did get a good uh, 15 minutes there of talking to the champ. So if we can't get him back on, then hopefully people got some of the questions answered that they, they wanted to hear about. Um, I actually ran a little poll on Twitter um, to, to see who people wanted Jordan to fight next. And out of 48 people, 69% wanted him to fight Hughes next, 29% Charrier and 2% other. And I did say leave leave other in the comments. <laughs> I'd really love to know who the other is, to be honest. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I guess there will be people who want to see him fight Paddy, but um, yeah. personally, I think he is going to move on to the yeah. UFC. Straight after his fight the next day, he was on Twitter, wasn't he? Flirting with them and putting up posts and stuff like that. So, I think it's his time. He's done his time in Cage Warriors. He's, you know, I, th I think it's now or never for Paddy. And I, d I don't blame him for really chasing that. Going for um, it, yeah. yeah. So, um, there'd always be a place for him at Cage Warriors, but he might not always have the opportunity to go to the UFC. So um, I'd like to see that being next for him. Did he get offered um, it before? Yeah, he's been offered it before. Yeah. Here we go, Jordan's back. back. I'm back. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I was like that Luckily, I, said, I, I said so well, I said enough. <laughs> we were just saying that was probably like... A, pearls of wisdom that you were spouting and we lost you <laughs> yeah um, in reference to the belt as i was saying um nah because it's not the, it's not the end goal for me nowhere near the finished product so um i'm just i'm just ready to keep on winning and keep on beating the top guys and trying to get to the top I, do, I think that's such a great mentality and I, I think that will keep you hungry and and really yeah. keep you just like aiming and striving for more every time we yeah. just had a, a couple of comments come in 
doing, boys? So glad to see you doing an interview with some clothes on this time. I don't remember you being topless before. <laughs> I know, I know, that's what I was thinking. Congrats on a great performance and on the title. Bring on everyone. Yes, and I exactly. think that's the, that is your mindset and I love it. I love how hungry you still are. I love how this isn't a kind of even a resting point for you. It was something that you always wanted to achieve and you're just continuing on the journey. Mr. Worldwide, Irish <laughs> French, bring them all on. Love it. Aaron, did you have anything so, yeah. else for Jordan? I think I've asked most of it. The only thing I had left was, I don't know if it was bothering you, Jordan, but it was bothering me. After every strike you done, your hair. Your hair was getting in your eyes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, do you know what? Um, I'm, I'm growing my hair out a little bit because I don't want to be... I don't want to be like 35 bold saying, oh, I wish I'd grow my hair out once. So I'm growing it out a little bit. But loads of people said that to me about fixing my hair. But um, it didn't get me in trouble at all. But maybe people will. Maybe they'll say, throw a punch as he fixes his hair. You've got to whack it as he does it. So. <laughs> it's just after every strike, you were adjusting it. I can't believe the missus didn't sort yeah, you out. That's what I, yeah, that was my combination as I was drilling. It was one to fix the hair, left it. <laughs> that was the combos. <laughs> Uh, so Daniel Edwards, he has corrected this. He said, "Would you fight?" Uh, and then his next comment is bantamweight. If you went to the UFC, would, I fight? would you fight at featherweight or bantamweight? Could you get to bantamweight? You look very, Def very slim not. when you're on the scales <laughs> at featherweight, Jordan. I would have thought as you get older, you might even fight at lightweight. Those people said to me, it's mad how, when people meet me, they always say, how do you say when they meet me? I mean, look, I walk around nearly 80 kilos all the time. That's me eating clean. I used to go up to 88 kilos in between fights. So um, I'm definitely never going to make 61 kilos, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I would imagine as you get older, you might contemplate moving to lightweight at some stage. You are very yeah. bald across the shoulders, aren't you? Yes, I'm, not, I'm definitely not a small guy, um, and if you see me in real life, you, you, for me to tell you I, I weigh 10.3 stone when I fight, you'll be thinking to yourself that. I mean, that last fight, I woke up at 76 kilos when I woke up after the weigh-in, um, so probably by yeah. the time I got into that cage, I was probably about 78 kilos. Wow. So, um, yeah, it's a big old jump, and uh, I'm definitely not going to be... Uh, dropping down any more than 66 anytime soon because 66 is bad enough yeah yeah that's incredible well champ thank you so much for your time it's no, been amazing you. to talk to you um i i love the way that you manifested this into reality like you knew that this was going to happen you knew that yeah. you were going to be champion yeah. um and i know what else i'm going on to do so uh, yeah. yeah. So we're manifesting a victorious title defense at the next trilogy. I take it. Yes. Yes. Or we're manifesting all wins, and we're manifesting a great career. That's what we're manifesting. Good mentality. I love it. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time, Jordan. No, Cheers, mate. You. Right, you take care. Take care later, and mate. enjoy that belt. Thank you. <laughs> bye, 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 bye.